Hello! Welcome to another story about the Peters family. This week, our story is The Peters Pull Out of School. And as we always do, we've included a line from a hymn or a hymn title within the story. If you recognize it, send your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. This week, we've not yet had a winner, but we are recording earlier in the week since our sound editor is going out of town. However, if you recognize the song from last week's story, Penelope Must Persevere, you can still win if yours is the first correct answer we receive. We will announce any winners on December 6th since we're taking the Thanksgiving week off. And we won't have a new story until Sunday, December 6th. But use the extra time to listen to any stories you've not yet heard. Also, you can go back and listen to the week where we played Name That Hymn. There were five hymns, but so far there's only been one winner. So feel free to go back and listen to those hymns. And if you can name one correctly, you'll win a prize. You can send in as many answers as you want, but we're limiting it to one prize per family maximum. It's time to get to this week's story, The Peters Pull Out of School. With Thanksgiving just around the corner, Evergreen Elementary was preparing for a week-long break, and the students were growing more and more excited about the upcoming break. The fall leaves had been rounded up, and what remained of them was sitting in bleak brown and lonely piles, waiting to be trampled underfoot or thrown into green waste bins. The season of rain had begun, and the days were becoming more chilly and damp. Though it hadn't yet begun to snow, the snowy season was just around the corner. Pearson and Penelope Peters had been wearing their warmest clothes and gear every day to school. Mama Peters had purchased a pair of new shearling line gray boots for Penelope that she treated as a slipper and daily shoe. She wore them constantly, and when she took them off at the end of the day, well, one can imagine how her feet stunk. Penelope, your feet stink, Pearson complained plugging his nose dramatically as he feigned his own death. Woo-wee, girl! Is that you? It was Daddy Peters' turn to follow Pearson's histrionics and express how much the odor drifting from Penelope's feet to his nose offended his sensibilities. Sorry, Daddy Peters, but I, I, I kind of know my... I, I know my boots kind of smell. Kinda? Well, that's an understatement. It's like a toxic waste plant in this house, Daddy Peters said, laughing. <laughs> I know. I love these boots, though, but I don't want my feet to smell all the time either. I've got just the solution, Pen, Mama Peters said, walking in with the twins' baby powder. She blasted a squirt of baby powder into each one of the boots, and then on Penelope's stinky feet. Woo! So much better, Pearson shouted. Thankfully, after airing the boots out and putting powder in each one of them, Penelope could continue to wear them every single day to school. And the week of Thanksgiving, there would be no school, so there would be time to air out her boots some more. On the Friday before the Evergreen Elementary students were dismissed for the Thanksgiving week-long break, there was an assembly in the school auditorium. It was an annual event, but this year there was a special speaker. Penelope's class sat right next to Pearson's class during the assembly because they were a neighboring grade, and Penelope was happy to be sitting by her brother with Todd on the other side. Hey, Nellie! Last thing we have to do before we get a week off from school. Yoo-hoo! Pearson whispered excitedly. I know, Penelope responded and turned her attention to Todd Hicks. Hey, Todd. Yo, yo, Nellie. What's up, little dudette? Penelope affectionately rolled her eyes at Todd, who was his ever-ebullient self. Did you just call me dudette? 
I'm only one year younger than you, Todd, remember? Hey, sister, you gotta chill with it. Penelope giggled <laughs> at Todd's seemingly endless list of catchphrases. Can't wait till the end of this. Then bring on the Thanksgiving break. I can't wait this year because Ma and I are spending it with your family. It is going to be nuclear. Totally, Pearson answered. The chattering soon ended and the auditorium grew quiet. As Mr. Steely, the school principal, stood in front with a microphone and opened the assembly. Welcome students of Evergreen Elementary. This is our last time together before we dismiss for our week-long Thanksgiving break. He paused to give way to the cheering. <laughs> which subsided as he signaled the students to quiet down. This year we're doing something a little different. Mr. Cortez from the Institute of Global Unity and Togetherness is here with us to show us a video of Thanksgiving scenes and suggest how we can think more about our surroundings when we celebrate this year. So come on up, Mr. Cortez, and let's begin our assembly. The students politely applauded. And Mr. Cortez took the platform. Hello, Evergreen Elementary. Thanks for having me. I represent our local community organization, and I'm here to talk about the rituals of Thanksgiving and get some of your input. So let's get to the video first. Mr. Cortez motioned the projectionist to begin the video, which was displayed on the screen. The 10-minute video showed families of every kind celebrating the Thanksgiving holiday and presented ways that students could improve their celebrations by having talks with their families to consider the environment. Pearson and Penelope shifted in their seats uncomfortably. The way the video depicted Thanksgiving wasn't the way that their family, nor anyone else they knew, celebrated Thanksgiving. It made it seem as though it was wrong to gather with family and friends to give thanks to the Lord for His goodness. They exchanged glances, and Todd joined them in their confusion. After the students finished watching the video, Mr. Cortez was back on the platform, microphone in hand. Students, I hope you pay close attention to that video. The thing is, our beloved planet can't sustain our selfishness much longer. On holidays like Thanksgiving, we use so much of our Earth's resources. Think about all the stuff you use to get ready that contribute to the destruction of our planet. Pearson was troubled. He nudged Todd, who also looked uncomfortable. But Todd wasn't just going to sit there and listen. He muttered to Pearson, Dude, this stuff is so wrong. I'm going to stand up and say something. Pearson shook his head. No, Todd, not right now. Todd held his peace and settled down. This Thanksgiving, Mr. Cortez continued, as you sit around eating your turkey, instead of callously ignoring what you and your family are doing to our planet, I want you to maybe think about having an attitude of apology. You may have noticed on the video that some of the families were eating turkey, and maybe you should think about that turkey and ask your mom to think about switching to a vegetarian menu. We have a whole lot of apologizing to do to our universe. Pearson, Penelope, and Todd looked bewildered, but they continued to listen to Mr. Cortez. Now, before I have some of you say something, let me introduce a little chant for you to remember. I've written it on the whiteboard. The students looked up at the whiteboard as Mr. Cortez read the words. Do your part for all it's worth. Let's work as one to save the earth. Doesn't that sound like a good idea? Now, before Mr. Steely comes up to dismiss you, maybe a few of you have something to contribute. Can you think of some ways we might do better for our beloved universe? Or maybe you want to mention something about which you're thankful. Now, come on, don't be shy. Who will be first? The first student to speak was a sixth grade girl. I just want to say how lucky I am to live here on this planet. But boy, everyone, 
We just got to be more careful about what we do to our poor earth. The next one up was another sixth grader. This time it was a boy. So I've decided that after listening to Mr. Cortez, I need to tell my mom not to use paper plates and cups for our Thanksgiving this year. Man, we all got to do better or we're not going to have an earth. After he finished speaking, a student from the fourth grade was called on. Everyone could see how nervous she was. But with a quavering voice, she spoke about how the landfills were running out of space. She thanked Mother Earth and the universe for giving them life. Todd Hicks had had his fill. He could no longer keep silent, so when Mr. Cortez asked for one more student to speak before turning the assembly back over to Mr. Steely, Todd raised his hand and waved it back and forth so Mr. Cortez could be sure to see it. Let's see. Okay, I'll call on the young man who seems really, really excited to tell us what's on his mind. Mr. Cortez pointed to Todd. What's your name? Hi, Mr. Cortez and everyone. The name's Todd Hicks. As usual, Todd's words came out fast and furious. I'm super excited to tell you what, I, what, what, what I'm thankful for this Thanksgiving. But sorry, dudes and dudettes. I'm not going to thank the universe or Mother Earth. I'm going to thank God, because he's the one that created this place. Genesis 1-1 in the Bible, which is a really tubular book, by the way, says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Mr. Cortez cleared his throat. <clears> throat> and his face reddened. Uh, Todd, let me stop you right there. We don't really want to talk about religion here. This isn't the time or place. Todd swallowed hard before answering. I mean no disrespect, Mr. Cortez, but the others got to speak without you saying anything to them. But I don't agree what's gone on here. A and my mom, who's divorced from my dad, hey, she does her best, but we use paper plates a lot because she works a lot, and we just use them for convenience. And I'm thankful for my mom because she's always trying to make it better for us, and and so what's wrong with what I've said? Todd had begun to get lost in a sea of words as they came tumbling out of his mouth in a somewhat jumbled way. Mr. Cortez thanked Todd, but said that he wasn't making much sense. He suggested Todd talk to his mom about doing better and then ended his time on the stage. When Todd sat down, Penelope whispered, You did a good job, Todd. But she could tell that Todd was only half listening. She could tell he was upset. She glanced around at her friends who had been listening intently to Mr. Cortez's presentation and wondered what they were thinking. Mr. Steely climbed the platform stairs and again took the microphone. Let's give a warm hand for Mr. Cortez coming here and sharing his heart with us. He gave a minute for the applause. Penelope, Pearson, and Todd applauded, but they were pretty tepid in their response. They felt strange about the whole thing. They even felt lonely, wondering if they were the only ones who believed as they did. They listened as Mr. Steely made another announcement. Now, Mr. Cortez had a wonderful idea for all of us. We want to take a few minutes to sit quietly, and at the end of that time, we would like to consider ways that perhaps you could do better by helping to sustain our planet. You've been given some paper and a pencil, so write down all the ways you can improve and take better care of things, and maybe even write out an apology for not being more caring about our planet. Pearson looked as though someone had punched him in the face. He was absolutely stunned by what he had just heard. Penelope stared at her blank piece of paper. She sat holding her pencil and paper, but unlike her classmates, who were furiously scribbling messages on the pages, she had no clue what to write. What should she say? She wondered. Pearson and Todd were doing the same. After a second or two, though, Todd ripped his paper to shreds and broke his pencil in half, too. Pearson and Penelope looked at him with wide eyes. That's what I think of writing an apology to the universe, Todd said. His eyes were fiery with passion. After a few more minutes, Mr. Steely thanked Mr. Cortez again and instructed the students to put their apologies in a basket. 
and in a somber tone, wished them a safe Thanksgiving, reminding them that the environment was precious. As everyone filed out of the building, Todd took his shredded paper and broken pencil and tossed them into the apology basket that Mr. Steely was holding. He didn't hold back. Mr. Steely, I don't like what just happened here. But the principal just gave a blank stare at Todd, as though he didn't comprehend what he had just heard. Mr. Steely, I don't like this activity. It wasn't a good activity. I don't like the presentation of Mr. Cortez either. Oh, really, Todd? Mr. Steely asked absently. Yes, really, and I'd like to, t- I'd like to talk to you about it. Well, tell you what, Todd. We can talk when you return from Thanksgiving break, but I don't appreciate you tearing up the paper and breaking the pencil. Okay, Mr. Steely, that's fair, and I, and I, and I am sorry, but I, I'm pretty upset. Okay, Todd, we'll talk later. What later meant to Mr. Steely, Todd had no idea, but he exited the building along with Pearson and Penelope. All three rode in silence on the bus ride home. Todd would be getting off the bus with Pearson and Penelope that afternoon. He would be staying the night with them because Mrs. Hicks was working a double shift. Knowing how hard Mrs. Hicks worked is what upset Todd even more, that the speaker had seemingly encouraged the students to admonish their parents about waste. His mom worked so hard for them. All three were dejected when they arrived at the Peters' house. Mama Peters greeted all three of them with their daily cookie. But that didn't stop the dam from breaking. All three of them, interrupting each other at times, told of all that had happened at the assembly. Mrs. Peters calmed them down and quietly remarked that she and Daddy Peters would be going to meet with Mr. Steely. She encouraged them to pray about it and to compose themselves. She gently chided Todd that he shouldn't have broken the pencil or torn up the paper. Oh, I know, Mama P, but I was super-duper upset, and, and I just couldn't hold it any longer. Mama Peters reminded him that he needed to exercise better self-control and that God had empowered him to be able to keep his head about him. She gave each of them a big hug, and told them that she would call the school and schedule a meeting with Mr. Steely. She called Daddy Peters, who was on his way home from work, and when he arrived home, they left shortly thereafter for Evergreen Elementary to meet with Mr. Steely. While Daddy and Mama Peters were in the office with Mr. Steely, they all played together on the playground. Time out in the fresh air was what they needed, and the assembly was soon forgotten. They played Lava Monster and pushed the twins on the swings. The weather was rapidly cooling, and there was a light snow that was beginning to fall. Daddy and Mama Peters emerged moments later, and gathering everyone up, they headed home, stopping only to pick up pizzas from Pizza Earth for dinner. They made no comments about the meeting, even when Pearson, Penelope, and Todd bombarded them with questions. In fact, they kept Pearson and Penelope in suspense all the way until Saturday morning, when Mrs. Hicks arrived to pick up Todd. After greeting Mrs. Hicks, they sat down, everyone together, including the twins who were less interested in the meeting, and more interested in the fruit melts that they were voraciously devouring. Mama Peters began, Mrs. Hicks, I called you yesterday to let you know why we're meeting today. We want you to have an understanding about what we've been talking about for a while. But before we start, Daddy Peters interjected, I want to be sure that the Lord and His glory are at the forefront. So let's open with prayer. Lord God, we ask you to give us wisdom as we walk. Help us to respond in ways that are circumspect, that are spirit-filled, that are pleasing to you in all respects. Protect our children and cause them to grow in your grace. Cause the little ones here who are not saved to repent of their sins and believe in Christ from a very young age. And cause us all to have great wisdom as we move forward. Thank you for Mrs. Hicks and her godly desire for her and for Todd. Thank you for Todd who brings us so much joy. Please bless our decisions and cause us to trust you in this time. We love you, God, 
Amen. Pearson, Penelope, and Todd were mystified by Daddy Peters' prayer. Nevertheless, they sat quietly in rapt attention. So, Mrs. Hicks, you know what happened at the school yesterday. When we heard about all that was said, we were very uncomfortable and were concerned about the teaching that is being put forward, that we should focus on the environment more than anything else. But on our family reading about Thanksgiving and the pilgrims, we have come to understand that they loved God and came here in hopes of finding a place where they could freely worship. We believe, as it says in Psalm 24:1, the earth is the Lord's and all it contains, the world and those who live in it. Now, certainly as believers, we want to take care of what God has provided for us. That's just good stewardship. But we also don't want to lose sight of the main thing about creation, and that is focusing on the Creator. It's one thing for schools to teach about the environment, but it is quite another in an open forum to shut views down, as happened to Todd yesterday. The students preceding him were thanking Mother Earth, but when Todd thanked God, Mr. Cortez made him stop. We met with Mr. Steely, whom we know to be a Christian too. But unfortunately, as sometimes happens, he was not in agreement with our take on what happened. We know that all Christians don't see eye to eye, but we still love our brother in Christ. But this is a dividing moment for us. Truthfully, Mama Peters and I have felt this coming to a head for a while, as we've learned some of the more worldly philosophies that our children are learning at Evergreen Elementary. And knowing that the school has our children for more than 30 hours each week, we simply felt strongly that we could not continue. The children all sat wide-eyed, shocked that Daddy Peters was suggesting that they no longer attend the school that they had been going to for so long. They listened, though, as Daddy Peters wasn't finished. So we've decided that Mama Peters will begin to homeschool. We want to offer this to you as well, Mrs. Hicks. We know that life as a single working mom doesn't allow you the luxury of being able to homeschool. And so the Lord has laid it on our hearts to offer this to you. Mrs. Hicks looked overwhelmed, but joyful at the same time. Oh, Daddy and Mama Peters, thank you. Tears spilled over onto her cheeks. I, too, have been praying about it ever since I found out about yesterday's situation. And Todd has been telling me a few things that his teachers have taught him that we just don't think are biblical. I recently read where it says that I shouldn't be like a child tossed here and there by every wind of doctrine in Ephesians 4.4. I think these things are every wind of doctrine, and I don't want to be deceived by the world. And I praise God that he has given Todd a spirit of discernment. Todd couldn't contain himself. Right on, Ma! This is totally tubular. Hey, you guys, I'm going to do your homeschool with you, and it's going to be a rocking good time. I can't wait to get started. What do you say we start right now? The rest of the time was spent hashing out the details. It was decided that Pearson, Todd, and Penelope would be withdrawn immediately from Evergreen Elementary. Mama Peters would be their official teacher. She would be overwhelmed, of course. But actually, everyone felt a bit overwhelmed. But they trusted that God would give grace to the humble, as the Bible promises in James 4, 6. Mama Peters was confident that God would give grace for this new family adventure. When Thanksgiving rolled around on Thursday of the next week, it was celebrated with much thankfulness. Daddy and Mama Peters and Mrs. Hicks echoed one another's sentiments that God had given them the grace to be able to pull their kids out of the state-run school where they would be learning state ideas and to put them under the instruction of their families who feared the Lord. They would be reliant on God to give them the strength and the wherewithal to accomplish his purposes. As Thanksgiving Day came to a close, they gathered around and sang, This is my Father's world. As they sang the last part of verse 3, their hearts were one. They were stirred as they sang with gusto, This is my Father's world. 
Why should my heart be sad? The Lord is King. Let the heavens ring. God reigns. Let earth be glad. This is Grandmom's Corner. Since Thanksgiving is next Thursday, I've asked some of my grandkids to tell us why they're thankful. So listen now to what they've recorded. Here's our four-year-old granddaughter, Ramey. I thank you for my God. I thank you for my dad. And I thank you for my mom. And I thank you for Toby. And I thank you for Maggie. And I thank you for Lily. And I thank you for everything. My name is Nolly, and I'm six years old, and I'm thankful for my baby brother and Jesus. My name is Hattie, and I am 11 years old, and I'm thankful for my family and Jesus in books. My name is Finn, and I'm five years old, and I'm thankful for Jesus and all my friends and cousins. Hi, my name is Ellie. I'm seven years old. I'm thankful for the Lord and my family. My name is Phoebe. I am eight years old, and I am thankful for God, the birds, my family, my little brother Wesley, and our backyard. My name is Lottie, and I am seven years old, and um, I am thankful for my family and my friends and my cousins and Jesus. Hi, my name is Millie, and, and I'm thankful for God. My name is Amy. Annie, I'm seven years old. I'm thankful that my mom and my dad are my mom and dad, and um, that they do lots of stuff for us. And I'm also thankful that God loves us. My name is Moses, and I am eight years old, and I'm thankful for Jesus Christ and my friends and my cousins. My name is Bethany, and I'm nine years old, and I'm thankful for Jesus Christ and my fa family and friends. I'm Nora. I am five years old. I'm thankful that Christmas is coming soon. My name is Solomon, and I'm four years old. And I'm thankful that my, um, my cousin and my friends. My name is Chloe, and I'm six years old. And I'm thankful for my family, my new house, and my new baby brother that's coming. My name is Wendy, and I'm two. I'm thankful for my family. Before we end, I'll share a couple passages of scripture with you. Psalm 9, 1 and 2. I will give thanks to the Lord with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonders. I will rejoice and be jubilant in you. I will sing praise to your name, almost high. The Lord willing, we'll be back on December 6th with a new story. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Bye for now. <laughs>